0: Congratulations.
1: <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club 10-year anniversary. 10 years. 10 years of the Breakfast Club.
0: Doing
2: your thing. Doing what you're doing. And being honest with you. They had a job for 10 years. Everything's Gucci over there.
3: Wow. 10
2: years. Shout out to the best doing it, man. Hold up, hold up, hold up.
3: Damn. Y'all getting old. Y'all been holding it down for 10 years.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. And Charlemagne the God.
3: Man, y'all been together longer than some people have been married. I'm proud of y'all.
1: The voice of the culture. Peace, love, and uh, let's go to 20.
0: Congratulations.
4: Yo, 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 yo,
2: yo, 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 yo. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJMD. Charlamagne Tha toe. Peace to the planet. is Tuesday.
0: Good morning. Good morning. To you. The birds
2: are chirping. I almost didn't make it in today. I ain't even gonna lie. What happened? Uh, Last night, uh, shout to the brothers from the uh, EYL podcast. Earn your leisure Leisure podcast. Rashad and Troy. I was uh, with them last night as they do market Mondays. They talk about everything that's going on with the stock market. They talk about uh, everything that's going on with uh, financial literacy and generational wealth. So Cesar and I were uh, on their show last night. Had close to 11,000 people. They do a live chat and we were just talking all night, just helping people out with investing in real estate, and investing in stocks. So that was amazing. So shout to those brothers, man. I love what those brothers are doing uh and make sure Troy Millings Rashad Baloud, uh the master investor I mean they 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 have a good program so we were on there last and
0: make sure you listen to uh the earn your leisure podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network Mm -hmm.
2: available everywhere you listen to podcasts but why you ain't make it in though so I'm gonna tell you that was late so that ended like 10 o'clock well you know when I get home so it was about a 30 minute drive you know I gotta watch the bachelor I don't know that. I don't even care. You no know more. it's Mondays. I, I got to watch The no Bachelor. More. I don't even care. The no first black Bachelor. I thought you got to tell you me gotta something watch good. The Bachelor. No, what you do? Th- what you thought it was? You was about something? You was having sex. You think it was some kinkiness? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I see your nose up bachelor. in there. You smelling? No, no. It was about The Bachelor. We were watching The Bachelor last night. And oh my God, it's getting great. That is is hometowns. Don't do not do that. <laughs> this I is hometowns. last night was Great Sweatpants Night on The Bachelor. No, he didn't have all grace for pants. But it's hometown, right? So let me tell you about hometown. Hometown is oh, where God. it's down to like four girls, four women, and he has to go to their hometown and he meets their parents. But because of COVID, he couldn't go to their hometown. So they came to him. So he got to meet their parents. So could you imagine, you know, you got a daughter. She's dating this guy for a couple of months and she's talking about marriage and you got to meet this guy for the first time. Very interesting. Very entertaining. I'm going to cough on him. In a pandemic. You'll call for them on a pandemic. But it's, it's, it's pretty good. It is great. It is really, really good. I'm excited. I love that show. Yo, you remember when Denzel was sitting at the table with Hoyt in training day, and he told
0: Hoyt to tell him a story? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then Hoyt told him that lame-ass story, so he told him reach in his pockets and pay for the meal, <laughs> pay for his breakfast. That's how I feel this morning, okay? Well, you don't I thought watch thought you were about bachelor. to tell me something nice. i some goddamn bachelor. You don't watch The Bachelor. All right, well, how was everybody else's night? had a good night last night. <laughs> um, week. yeah. What, what about you? you? Anything fun? Was it? Can you top um, Envy? Yeah. <laughs> Bet you can't top no, the bachelor. you can't.
5: You can. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Way now.
2: laughs> He's not a top. Come on now. Yeah.
5: Uh, clearly. Um, yesterday, you know, I've been um, dealing with my house that I bought in Brooklyn. So I was dealing with that. But I was really, I've been distracted yesterday all day just dealing with this break-in that happened at the juice bar. I've been talking to like all these different police officers. So I think they apprehended the person. Um, so yeah, so now I feel much better. But when I tell you so many different people calling me different precincts in Queens and Brooklyn, and then I've been sending this video because we have video footage of the person, but they recovered our Uber Eats tablet. Right. The person was breaking into another location in Queens and had it on him.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the video of the person, did they say who the person was or or what his condition was? Not yet. Because he seemed like he, he needed some help. Because he's breaking into
5: multiple businesses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just the, way, but he you was, know, I the was, way he looked, the way he was walking. Like He lo- he didn't look healthy. That's what I'm saying. He, he looked like he needed some type of help. Well, so that's why he broke into the juice, juice bar. Exactly. Yeah. He wasn't but I was juice. reading
5: <laughs> about what's been happening in New York. They said because so many businesses are closed, a lot of people are also going into those empty businesses and going through the wall. And breaking into open businesses that are next door, too. That's another thing that's been happening. Yes.
2: Okay. That and uh, these brothers out here is high tech now. I don't know if you know, but if they're trying to rob you or they're trying to get you, what they're doing now is they put this little device on your car so they can see when you're. They've been doing that. That's years old. What are you talking about? Did you know that, Charles? I did not know that. Yes, see? we had a conversation here about checking out cars in the parking lot. Well, I remember they did that to Safari, but I didn't know if, if yes. people really knew that. But they're still doing that a lot. That's how they know if you're home. They can see on the tracking device that you're not home, and that's how they know to the break into your house. Mm. Hey, man, if you can figure all that out, you can get a job. That's what I okay. said. <laughs> I'm saying. Any, any any you people out there like that
0: I can figure all that out, man, just go get a goddamn job or start an a, a, a app or something. You can figure something else out if you can do all that. Jeez. Let's start the show.
2: All right, front page news, what we talking about?
5: well let's talk about legalize it you guys live in new jersey so there's some big news for you there
2: all right we'll get into all that when we come back it's the breakfast club good morning everybody it's dj envy angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club let's get some front page news where we starting you
5: well joe biden has announced some changes in the loan program that's aimed at supposedly helping small and minority-owned businesses and You know, this looks like something good because we talked about this Paycheck Protection Program ever since COVID started. It's supposed to help uh, with federal assistance for these businesses. But unfortunately, many of those businesses did not get the money. Now, these changes are supposed to facilitate loans for contractors, for self-employed people, for non-citizens who are lawful U.S. residents and business owners with previous non-fraud convictions. So they also said there will be a 14-day window starting March 9th for businesses with fewer than 20 employees to apply for leap. Here's what he said.
0: On Wednesday, the Small Business Administration is going to establish a 14-day exclusive PPP loan application period for businesses and nonprofits with fewer than 20 employees. Small Business Administration will also remove barriers that have stopped many businesses from being able to apply for these loans. We're making it so that a student loan default or a non-fraud related criminal record does not prohibit someone from applying for the program. We're also making it easy for those one-person businesses to secure forgivable PPP loans. Mm. I mean, PPP loans are like most things in America though. It gets to black businesses
2: last if it gets to black businesses at all. Well, the problem is a lot of people don't know how to properly file. That's the problem. Most most people who have small businesses don't have a, a, a huge accounting team and can't have people file for you. So those, if you don't file the right way, the proper way, you won't get the loan.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people did try to do it and didn't get that money. And so this is supposed to help specifically minority women and veteran-owned businesses and it's, people in rural areas. And it's true. We saw a lot of these huge companies, you know, got in front of the line, got all this money, and then what happened to the smaller businesses that... We're suffering. And
0: see that's the problem because a lot of times when they use that minority language, it goes to white women. You know what I mean? It goes to the, the, the poor whites. They they usually end up getting that relief first. You said minority white women. When they say minority, yeah, it goes to, it goes to white women. Hmm.
5: Well, that's like uh, minority and women-owned businesses because they say minorities oh, and, and then they also women. say women. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. And those women but will be white most of the time.
5: A lot, they said at least four hundred thousand small businesses have closed permanently. And so that has been an awful situation. You can see it, I'm sure, no matter where you live, you see a lot of businesses mm-hmm. that have shut down.
0: Yeah, even, All right, even now. when they say the thing about uh, socially and economically disadvantaged individuals, that usually means poor
2: whites.
5: All right, well, that is your front page news.
2: All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
1: Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you are mad or blessed, We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club.
2: Hello, who's this? It's JB from the Bronx. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, yeah, I was talking about Ryan yesterday. He is a good YouTube kid, but his dad is really
0: annoying. I'm, I'm trying, trying to tell, tell so y'all. <laughs> I be trying to tell <laughs> y'all, man. Ryan daddy. I, never seen, hell. I never seen it. I never
6: seen it. I can't do everything with him. I can't do everything like he do. I got other things to do. I got to cook. My daughter want me to dance like Ryan's dad. I can't do that.
0: Well, Ryan making all the money, so his dad is living off his child, which is which is fine. But you know, I just don't. He's just annoying.
6: He Speaking of money, I'm I'm actually I'm actually grateful too. I got a promotion at my job. I'm thankful. I hope everybody have a good day and a blessed day. Congratulations, congratulations
5: bro. congratulations.
6: Thank you, y'all. Thank you.
5: Hello, who's this? It's Morgan from Canton.
2: Hey, Morgan, get it off your chest.
3: in Ohio. I'm sorry, Canton, Ohio. It's
2: all good. Get um, it off your chest.
3: I just, I just need men to come a little, well, men and women, to come a little harder for their women. They shouldn't be waiting till Valentine's Day to receive flowers. I mean, oh boy. every other month or just anything. I don't feel like men really appreciate their women. Um, another thing, Charlemagne, I love you. I I have like really bad anxiety issues, and I feel like it's kind of steering towards depression. So uh, I was wondering if you have like any suggestions because I feel like I shut everyone out. I don't have any more friends because I just I just close everybody out. So I don't you know.
0: Are you going to therapy?
3: I have really bad social anxiety, so I just it's like I can't i'm not able to explain because when i start to explain then my words get twisted up and it's just
0: oh i know you you know what might be good for you then what might be good for you is teletherapy so you might be better off talking to somebody over the phone so would you like to would you like to get some free therapy i give you some free therapy you want free therapy yes
3: Yes, please.
0: I'm gonna please. give you we gonna, I'm gonna get you six months free therapy, courtesy of Talkspace, courtesy of R C A records, courtesy of an artist named Toby. Okay? Hold on, okay.
3: Okay, wait, one more thing. Can I shout out my Instagram? Yes. It's under four more one. Okay. Now, and now, I do wanna shout out I wanna shout out Mo. Thank you for being here for me. Um I know I'm just like have my ups and downs and stuff like
2: that. But thank you. I love you.
0: That's it. All right. All right bro. Thank you. Hold on. Yeah, Get rid of therapy. send Center, a copy of Dr. Rita Walker's The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. It's such a great read. I swear by that book.
2: Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club. <laughs> your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club.
2: Hello, who's this? It's Jack-Jack from high Tech Society. Good morning, Breakfast Club. Hey. Good morning. Get it off your chest, Mama. Okay, so one, I wanted to say, y'all need to stop letting y'all kids
3: play on Call of Duty, okay? They're emotionally unintelligent, and they don't know how to lose, and they cuss too damn much. <laughs> yesterday I'm with somebody and he kept saying him with that Mac 30 look that Mac 30 what the hell is a Mac 30 look stop letting y'all kids play online with real people they need to play with the robots like the rest of the kids they're bad what are you
2: doing well, playing that's the the that's the
0: way they socially uh, interact with each other nowadays
3: no 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 see the online is for adults you put your kids on the box because I can't be called an mf by some kids who don't know how to lose.
0: I feel you, but you on? I don't even know what a Mac 30 is either. That's a, that. That must be a new gun. What, what my gun I mean, stopped you at? You know about, that's
3: your nephew because you know you're the only one up there that be acting like he a gangster. It's too damn bald to get in my drawers. Don't do it. What?
0: what? <laughs> uh, all right. Did she say something about getting in her drawers? I heard somebody about getting her drawers. I heard right, too, too damn get, bald. Keep your drawers up. I'm married.
3: Get I, in my draw. Keep your kids off the line.
0: <laughs> I, I, my kids don't play Call of Duty, and yeah, I'm right married. I Hello, who's this? There
6: yeah, Moon from Philly. What's All up, right? Moon? Pull I'm your what? pants up. Yeah, you said that. Yo, Charlotte not the date, dog. <laughs> I got some exclusive information. So I was calling because y'all was just talking about the PPP program.
0: Yes,
3: sir. Mm-hmm.
6: So the way that you get it, um, you have to file as a sole proprietor, right? So the way that you do that is you have to fill out a Schedule C form. When you fill that form out, you have the option of saying that your income was cash. Now, this is not telling y'all to go out there and scam the government.
5: Sounds like a scam Uh-oh. to me. Is this all true, no, though, it's not, when you fill out these forms? No, because with the with the Schedule
6: C form, they're not looking for perfection. They're looking to see if you deserve a loan. They're not looking for perfection on that um, particular document. So when you fill that form out and then you go to um, get the PPP loan, they're going to ask you to upload that document. So don't don't put nothing crazy on it or anything like that. But the the reason is they won't go for your actual credit. They won't they won't go. After this sound
0: your illegal credit, to me. Definitely sound credit. illegal. This sound like you from Philly no, and you are not a dream chaser. You are a dream scammer. That's what this sound like yo. to me. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I didn't personally get the loan because I didn't apply for it. I didn't get the loan because I started my business this year. If you started your business anywhere after February fifteenth, two thousand. See
5: now, you, you if you would have got the loan, loan I could have listened to you, but you yeah, ain't even I can't get one. Mess
6: with you man. you ain't get the loan because honey. I because I have someone that teaches people how to get the loan, and the lady only asked, I don't want to put her on blast. She's on Clubhouse. I don't want to
5: But she's I on can't. Clubhouse already. I can't. Right, yeah.
2: I can't. She's man. on Clubhouse. That is a reliable source. Okay?
5: what's Good wrong with gracious.
0: y'all.
2: Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051 if you need to vent, hit us up now. We got rumors on the way, you
5: ye? Yes, and let's talk about Megan the Stallion. Somebody was just praising her song WAP and it's not the most likely person that you would think, but it's super dope.
2: All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Is Bobby Schmurter home yet? That is my question. Do we know? I have no idea. I see they all We on don't the know jet. yet, but
5: we know. But know we know Quavo him. said he was picking
2: him up. Yeah, Quavo said he's flying in to, to pick him up. I want to know, is Bobby Schmurter home yet? I think Quavo's
0: already here. I saw Quavo giving uh, Roddy Rebel a bunch of money. Yeah, on, on social media. i seen that.
2: All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Uh, let's talk Megan Thee Stallion. Hey, it's about time. What's going on? Yeah.
3: Rumor Report. Rumor Report.
2: This is the Rumor Report.
1: Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
5: Well, Megan Thee Stallion and Maxine Waters had a conversation for Harper's Bazaar Online, and one of the things that they talked about was the song WAP.
3: They told me to look at that. It was a WAP. And uh, I did. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> Here's what I said. Now, that's audacity. And that is the ability for women to take charge of what they want to say, because I had paid attention to the young, you know, gangster rap a time when, you know, men were in charge. They said whatever they wanted to say, but women, you know, didn't say for a long time. Uh, what they could say, or wanted to say, or dared to say. Okay. Okay. Very yeah.
0: important to note that WAP is the latest evolution of women expressing their sexual desires. Though Max Maxine is an OG, she should know that. You can't forget about Salt and Pepper and TLC and Lil Kim and Foxy Brown and Trina and Gangsta Boo, Missy Elliott. You know, Kaya, Nicki Minaj. Like you know, a lot of women that All express right. their sexual desires.
5: Now, um, Megan Thee Stallion also was talking about protecting black women. And why is that so hard to do? They feel like it's controversial. And all I'm saying is protect black women. And, and now people are
3: taking it like it's I'm saying something crazy. So just to be supported by another black woman who, you know, sends the same message, I feel like, you know what? I am doing the right thing and I'm going to keep doing it because Maxine Waters said I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. That's social media saying that, too, though. Social media is not real life. I promise you, all majority of the opinions on social media hold no uh, real weight in the real world because we know protect black women is the model.
5: All right. Now, Quest Love, after having a very successful documentary uh, that actually was at the Sundance Film Festival, he has announced that he has his second feature film coming. And that feature film will be on Sly Stone. So that should be really exciting. And you guys, if you don't know who Sly Stone, Sly and the Family Stone is, you know, they had that song and you always hear it on commercials, hot fun in the summertime. And he's a super creative person. I think a lot of R&B and soulful artists have kind of modeled and fashioned themselves after him. I know D'Angelo used to study Sly Stone uh, before he would perform. And just see how he actually did his work. They had great songs, dance to the music, everyday people, all of that. So now he's doing a documentary on Sly Stone. So Mm -hmm. I think that'll be really dope.
2: Family Affair.
5: Mm -hmm.
2: That's the record everybody would know It's A Family Affair. Mm -hmm. It's A Family Affair.
5: And they had that song, I want to thank you for letting me be be myself. myself.
2: Don't forget about Loose Booty.
0: (laughs) How'd that go? What? You know her Loose Booty? Uh, How'd it go? All right, never mind.
5: All right. My, my, and daddy, congrats- my
0: daddy on the club. Okay. How's it going? <laughs> well, I lot didn't of cocaine ask it. How it go. Sing it. Sing it. No, nah, but just it's, it's, it's Google. You can Google.
5: <laughs> All right. Fred the Godson has gotten a street named after him in the Bronx. So it's official. Congratulations. As his friends and family were celebrating his uh, first posthumous birthday after releasing his latest album, Ascension. So it's a nine song tape with no features. And now he has a street named after him. So that's pretty dope. He did pass away last year in April due to complications with COVID-19.
0: Dropping the clues, bombs Fred to God, Godson. Rest in peace.
5: All right. And Nelly has found a buyer for his house. You know, he has that abandoned <laughs> house that was in St. Louis. He had listed it for $600,000. Mm-hmm. And just a few days later, somebody bought it. There's no plumbing. There's no flooring. There's a lot of renovations <laughs> that are left to be done.
2: It's still a nice property. It's a fixer-upper. No, it's a nice mm-hmm. property. It's a mansion out there. But, I mean, I hit Nelly because it, it it looked like the comps were great. It looked like the properties in that area looked like they were pretty good. I hit him to see if uh, he wanted to sell it, but he didn't hit me back. Somebody All bought right, it. Well, Yeah, somebody bought He bought, bought
5: that house back in 2002 for $2 million. He was planning to flip it, but it's just been sitting there for the past 20 years.
2: Yeah, it was on the market for 600000 last week.
0: How much will it cost to renovate?
5: A lot. <laughs> it's Hardware huge. Floors,
2: I would say about $150, 100 to one hundred fifty. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. No,
5: it's going to cost more than that. Also, if you do a mansion like that, wouldn't you want to do like top notch renovations? There's no plumbing. There's no flooring.
2: Plumbing and flooring is not is not that expensive.
5: Yeah, but don't you don't you have to buy flooring? Don't you floor- have to buy? I'm sure you have I'm to so fix rich. everything up. In the, I'm oh, sure you rich. have to buy mm-hmm. everything in that house. Yeah, house house wasn't in bad condition. Flooring is not so that rich. expensive.
2: Hardwood flooring is not that expensive. And we said, it's been sitting 000, there for twenty it's years. He's
5: rich. <laughs> rich. It's been sitting there for twenty years, though. You don't think come... that is going to need upgrades? But everything. Shalva,
2: you need to come to one of my classes, man. Where where you, where you get construction loans, and you don't have to use your money to fix mm. these properties up. I don't have that kind of. I can't even get that kind of loan. I can't get a loan one hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> you don't have. You don't have to use your own money. What you mean? you got good credit, right? Do I not? Do I need to get? I, do. Your I have an eight hundred plus all credit right,
0: then score. Then you ain't got to worry about it. Then that's all I got, I got you. <laughs>
2: I don't oh know. no! It sounds I can't like you're about to ruin it. my credit. Like you niggas are <laughs> ruining your credit. <laughs> <laughs> right there, ladies, ladies, I mess you ever with had
0: you. your credit ruined by a waffle-colored negro? I
2: ain't messing with, uh. <laughs> mess with you. I ain't with
3: you.
0: Look at him. All Look right. at him. just ready to ruin somebody's credit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look at him. What's wrong with you? This guy is so
5: crazy. What is wrong with you? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
2: You want me to ruin your credit? What's wrong with you, man? No, I don't want you to ruin my credit. Wrong with you? you stay over there, You're okay? Kicking, I'm married. Man. You married. You, you cut it out. What are you all doing? You guys so crazy. You me.
0: <laughs> this is getting
2: awkward. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't do this anymore, man.
0: But no, all ladies know it's always a waffle-colored Negro with hazel eyes, ready to ruin your credit,
2: yeah. won't he? It? No, it's not. What are you yes, talking about? yes it is you're a hater man <laughs>
5: <laughs> well for my ladies out there do not let anybody do not co-sign on nothing for nobody do not <laughs> put no money down in your name Expressive. on nothing for nobody Expressive do nobody not let anybody trouble. have your credit okay because that that's a trap that's right <laughs> alright cool
2: well evidence. that is <laughs> yeah, you kinky bro you're really really kinky <laughs> I don't know what's going on with you your house life right now, but because the way you come at me in dramas the last couple of days, that is a lie. Little, little far. You're a liar. Mm-hmm. Hit the drop dramos. You're a liar. You've nah. always been a liar. <laughs> dramas like, no, okay, no, I kinda agree. I kinda of agree. All right. Well, mm-hmm. we got front-page news next year. What are we talking about? <laughs> what's wrong Yeah, with and you? I get yourself
5: together. All right, you guys good? No. We are not. gonna talk about I know they've legalized recreational marijuana in New Jersey. That's right. So we're
0: more about that. That's right. Goodness. It feels
5: appropriate.
0: It does. I did have an edible late last night. I'm not <laughs> I'm something,
5: was, something, is going to lie. I'm something's going wrong right
2: now. I don't know what it is. It clearly is.
0: off. <laughs> well, or maybe I went to sleep and I didn't get the high, but I woke up with it. I'll be okay, though. All right. Front page,
2: is next, is the Breakfast Club. Good boy. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news
5: we starting you? Well, it's official. New Jersey has become the latest state to permit recreational marijuana use. They approved a series of bills yesterday that regulates the sale of cannabis to anybody over the age of 21.
0: Good job, Governor Murphy. Dropping the clues bombs for Governor Murphy now. But when are they letting uh, the brothers and sisters out of jail who are locked up for nonviolent weed offenses? If that doesn't happen ASAP, then this is one of the most hypocritical pieces of legislation ever passed.
5: Yeah, it definitely needs to. And I think that's uh, something federally that needs to take place, too. But I
2: I actually thought that was the holdup. I thought that they were trying to figure all of that out. That's That's what they said. They were trying to figure that out. And also, uh, as far as the licenses are concerned, uh, uh, making sure that minorities get the licenses since we've been affected. One of the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Well, the legislation does further provide for them to uh, reinvest cannabis revenues in designated impact zones. And it also directs the Cannabis Regulatory Commission to promote diversity and inclusion and in business ownership. And it contains critical employment protections for people who engage in lawful behavior with respect to cannabis. So that was in the official news release.
0: And listen, once again, um, you know, if if, if they don't. You know, let the brothers and sisters out of jail who are locked up for nonviolent weed offenses. This is absolutely one of the most hypocritical pieces of legislation ever passed. And it's it's, it's, it's got to be a bittersweet celebration because that's just wrong. You got people in you know jail for life in New Jersey, but uh, weed is legalized.
5: All right, now Spotify is planning to monetize podcasts. Now they're launching a new audio advertising marketplace, the Spotify Audience Network, which will allow advertisers to reach listeners across Spotify's originals and exclusives, as well as podcasts via Megaphone and their creation tool Anchor. So now uh, there's going to be ads, and that way people can make money if they have a podcast that's on the Spotify network. They haven't been. Everybody's monetizing? trying to figure it out.
0: They haven't been monetizing on Spotify.
5: I think for uh, the creators, it'll help you uh, as far as they're going to have a paid uh, advertising thing. So now I guess it's going to, they haven't launched it yet, but they're going to. Um, but no, that's I what I mean. Have they a...
0: haven't been doing paid advertisements on Spotify? I thought they've been doing that. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I think you're going to have to pay for a certain podcasts now from yeah, what i'm oh, understanding okay, I what you're
0: yeah i think podcast behind the paywall is whack anyway though i don't think that's how podcast is supposed to be digested it's like radio right it's like mm-hmm. satellite radio is cool but terrestrial radio will always reign supreme over satellite radio because it's free that's why that's why i feel like podcast shouldn't be behind a paywall
2: yeah but you, but, you, but you don't pay for but commercials remember like Sirius satellite radio right
5: you yeah and they actually
2: but that's the purpose mm-hmm. you pay you pay a monthly subscription so you don't have to pay for commercials you can just hear your music yeah. straight through yeah but why why pay for radio some people don't want to hear the commercials. Terrestrial
0: radio will always reign supreme, simply because. Because think it's about free. it: when
5: Howard Stern left, when went to Sirius, the reason why he got the money that he went, he got was because it's paid subscription. Absolutely,
0: mm-hmm. I just don't think stuff a lot. Everything shouldn't be behind a paywall, and I think this kind of right. content should it, not be behind a paywall. Podcast or radio,
2: my personal opinion.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think you just have to be uh, have an audience that's willing to pay.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think if so. You have yeah, if you that, got that audience, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You monetize it yourself all you ain't got to pay for advertisement you keep everything to yourself i think that's smart actually
5: all right now uh let's talk about a 75 remember that 75 year old protester that was shoved to the ground by police in buffalo mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. that happened and he actually ended up suffering a fractured skull this happened on june 4th it would look awful uh, martin Gugino is his name well those officers in buffalo um they did file charges against those two police officers, but a grand jury earlier this month declined charges. The case was dismissed. I don't see how. Wow. Oh, I knew that.
0: That was a couple weeks ago when they announced it. When they pushed homie on the floor and he did absolutely nothing? Yeah, they, they, yeah, they nothing? announced they wasn't pressing no charges. That's crazy. So that's, that tells you a lot. If a 75-year-old white man gets pushed to the ground and nothing happens to the police, what does that say for the rest of us? We in trouble. What, yeah they said that uh, the
5: officers were simply following <laughs> departmental procedures <laughs> and the directives of their superiors <laughs> to clear Niagara Square despite working under extremely challenging circumstances that was their rationale for why that was okay so even though this man suffered a concussion and a fractured skull spent nearly a month in the hospital apparently <laughs> these officers did nothing wrong hmm. Alright, well that is your front page news
2: Alright, thank you Miss Yee Now, uh, let's talk about Young Thug Young Thug yesterday posted on his social media that he was in Vegas and he lost $800,000 in the casino Man, Vegas
6: just won 800000 from me, man Damn.
2: Now he said he wilded out he threw, <laughs> threw drinks and everything so we're asking 800-585-1051 Gambling, what's the most you ever lost? Eh, mm-mm. First of all, I just want to know, five I love eight, going five, to the one casino one. and
5: gambling. I like to play blackjack, mm-hmm. sometimes roulette. So what's boy, the most you ever rich? lost?
0: Y'all got money to gamble?
5: Mm-hmm. Well, I think <laughs> I'm very like, I will talk about it. I have a whole plan and a system of how I gamble when I gamble.
0: Charlemagne? I don't gamble at mm-hmm. all. I've been unemployed seven times in my life, okay? I don't play with my money like that. All right, I
5: well. won $2,400 one time off of $1 in the um, slot machine.
0: And I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. What the hell would I be gambling
2: for? <laughs> Why right. would I ever bet on them? Yeah, you're right. 800-585-1051. Call us up now. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull
1: out, pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Break, break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Phone, yeah.
1: Call 800 585 1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club.
6: Talk about it.
2: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Young Thug. Now, Young Thug, uh, he was on his Instagram and talking about when he was in Vegas. Man, Vegas just won 800000 for me, man. Bam. Yep, he lost $800,000. So we're asking, uh, what's the most you ever lost gambling? Me, myself, I don't gamble. I'm not a gambler. And if I do go gambling with my wife, I make it seem like it's an event. Meaning, if I was going to take my <laughs> wife out for dinner and a movie, if I would have spent $400, that's all I'm gambling. If I lose that $400, it's gone. I don't, I don't go further than that. And $400, if I lose that, I'm crying. But if I win... $5,200, I walk away. Like, I'm not a gambler. I'll never get 10000 gambling because I don't spend that much to gamble. i just rather put it in other things. That's me personally. No, the biggest I enjoy I take, gambling. Yeah, the biggest gamble
0: I take is when um I, I dabble in ice cream because I know I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> That's about it. Biggest risk I take.
5: Well, I love to gamble, and so I've learned a trick. And my trick is that when I'm gambling, if I'm up, Whatever I put in, I put that money, I put those chips in my pocket and then whatever else I have after that, I feel free to gamble with that. And if I lose it, it's fine. At least I walk away even, but I'm not dipping into my pocket to um, take the money that I've um, won back no, out, no, I'm
3: just and the most know.
5: I've ever won, I've won six thousand dollars playing blackjack, and I mm-hmm. won twenty four hundred on the slots. That's the most I've ever won. you better me. I, I, I try get not get to lose. I never
2: invest that. I never bet that high. Mm-hmm. I just, I just won't. I, I'm not. Nope. I'd rather use that money. But you don't have things. to bet
5: that high. That's what I'm saying. All you do is take the money that you're win- as you're winning. I put one chip in my pocket. Like say I put up two hundred dollars, right? I put a $25 tip in my pocket once I'm up and I'm back at that, like, say I have $225, then I keep on gambling. If I lose, I'm out. What's the but most if I keep lost? on going up, probably $400. Oof.
2: All right, well, let's go to the phone, lines. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is your boy Sterling Stack. I'm calling from Columbia. South Sterling! South. What's up, brother? What's, What's up, there? King? What's
6: going on, my brother?
3: I hope How y'all are you? know I, each I, other. Just, I
0: ain't heard from you in forever, man. <laughs> Hey, we still around. We
6: still around, man. You know everything's good. Yes, sir. So, what's the most you ever lost, bro? Man, listen. the first time I went to the casino, I went to biloxi the Grand Casino. I spent a hundred dollars and I won like maybe like ten grand.
3: Mm-hmm. So this to
6: be my new occupation now. You're right. right. So I take my girl back two weeks later. My cousin. I get everybody room. I go down there and I lose about four or five grand with that like
4: a mm-hmm. couple of hours. Mm-hmm.
6: That's right. how they get you. I mean, this is going to be my new occupation, you know. But they got me, yo. Yeah,
5: yeah. and that's so, the thing. When you win a little bit, you feel so confident, and then you start calculating in your head. I only put up a hundred, and I won ten grand. Imagine if I would have put up a thousand, I would have had a. <laughs> hey.
6: Exactly. When I tell you it was so bad, like they got me off the table when I was down, and we went to eat breakfast. Yo, I told them I had to go to the bathroom. I ran back downstairs to the blackjack table, lost every dollar in my pocket. I had Mm-mm-mm. to call somebody. To break in my career, uh move a few things around for me at a discount, and send me money just so I can get everybody home.
5: That is a shame. As soon as you start going to the ATM and doing all that and putting your card down at the table, it's over. No,
6: nah. uh, it was bad, Angela. It was bad, man. It was bad. But you know, but I went to Vegas two years ago and I hit a lick. So you know, you know, it's, it's always the comeback. All right,
2: All right hold you, on man.
5: to that That's the problem with gambling, man You you gamble until you don't have nothing left You're supposed to gamble till you up and then leave
2: Nah, it's hard I to do. The on, gambling. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Orlando Orlando, what's up, man? What's the most you ever lost, man, gambling? Uh, Man, I lost 2,500 Uh, mm, 20 That hurts
5: horses. That hurts
6: and, uh, that's, 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 that's the worst feeling you can ever have That's like the walk of shade When you gotta <laughs> go to the crib and look at your wife
5: Oh, man Woo
2: now I did win some money, uh, gambling and horses when I was in um, college because they had the racetrack right by Hampton. I really didn't know yeah, what I was that's doing. What I am. The trifecta. Tri- the trifecta. Yeah, so I, I won a couple times. that. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was trying to analyze the horse and you see what horse was fastest in the last race and what horse the train is good. I try to do all that, but I didn't know what I was doing. You lost. Amy, no, I, I, I won I that you, time. You, hmm? you, probably, you
6: probably saw me because I, I was the number one handicapper there. And uh, <laughs> me and my boy, we used to
2: go there all. We we stay going there. Yeah, I used to go there like my, say, my, my yeah, brother Kevin. It it yeah, I used to go there all the time. I didn't know what I was doing, but it was just fun to see people cheering and stuff. But you the number one handicapper there? The number one handicapper. See, my last name is Gamble. So that's what I did.
6: I, I, right. I was born and raised upstate New York. I'm not uh, mad at that. I, I enjoy
5: gambling. I enjoy Like, I will be in the casino. I remember the first time I ever played blackjack, I was there till like seven in the morning. You know, they don't have no windows. You don't know what time it is. Next thing you know, you're like, damn, I've been sitting at this table this long.
2: I ain't doing all that. But 800 585 1051, we're asking, what's the most amount of money you lost? Young Thug lost $800,000. What about you? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> I know it now. I like I like <laughs>
1: No, there, Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club. Top. Come on.
2: 800-585-1051 Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're asking, what's the most money you ever lost gambling? All right, Young Thug said he lost eight hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. But hey, we're asking you. Hello, who's this? Hi, right, this is uh, Josh. Uh, I'm calling in about the gambling situation. Josh, what's the what's the most you ever lost gambling, brother? Okay, well, it wasn't me personally. Uh, I gambled my brother's red October Kanye shoes
3: hmm. to a game that I had a, in my spirit. I knew I was going to
2: win. It was the Miami Heat versus Spurs. He should beat he your was, ass, man. He should have beat your right? ass. I, I, I he did. I mean, well, we ain't, I don't speak in terms right now. But, uh, he forgave me cut well, he didn't forgive me, but I tried to buy his daughter some Yeezys, and it, it, it didn't work out. So we, we still ain't talking. He loved them damn shoes. The Red Octobers go for $7,000, and you can't get them anymore. And you gambled his $7,000 Red Octobers, and you lost? Damn, I'm whooping made, your ass. He it, damn, he made it sound worse. <laughs> ain't now, that ain't funny. You can't, he get, he can't even get those again. They seven thousand up right now. They going we on. Know, oh my gosh.
5: What size is he? What size is he?
2: Oh, he wears size ten. Yes, they go. Matter of fact, there's a bid right now for sixteen thousand dollars. He should whip your ass twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you damn. messed up. You breaking
3: up a whole
4: thing, my brother. I hope he not lit. I hope he here. Hang me. up. Hang up. Okay. Okay,
0: I'm hanging up. <laughs> He's like, damn, I can take one ass cutting, but two. You want him to beat me up twice, and he he will beat me
2: up twice. He deserves that <laughs> oh, yeah. ass. See, that's why I'm glad I'm my only child. I can imagine my brother taking my sneakers that I waited online for. That's worth ten grand, and you gamble on the heat. Mm-mm. Hello, who's this? Anthony. Anthony, what's up? We're talking about gambling problems. What's the most you ever lost gambling? Eighteen two. Ooh. Eighteen thousand two hundred dollars? Yes, sir. Playing oh. what? Playing craps. Shooting okay, dice. Okay,
5: playing craps. Let me ask you this though. What's the most you ever won?
6: I won uh before the pandemic last year I won twenty five thousand dollars and I I went out to Vegas with only a thousand. Okay, back so you up? Players. You still
5: up? You
2: stuck. I'm
3: not
2: See, the, the crazy part <laughs> the, I don't even know how to play none of them games. I don't know how to play craps. I don't know what? how to play roulette. I, all I know is blackjack. I don't know how to play I, I all I know how to play poker on, on my phone. I don't know none of them games. I
5: know how to play poker too. I enjoy yeah. it. I love being in the casino. But they don't give you drinks anymore when you sit at the table, you gotta just sit there now.
6: Well, I I tell you this. Last week for Super Bowl, I was out there and I was at the crab table with a uh, Asian gentleman, and he was shooting fifty thousand dollars a shot. He was wow. No, I didn't say he was winning. I said he was. shooting
5: He just 50, said he was playing.
6: <laughs> that's crazy. And he left the table with three hundred thousand. Now man. he could have been down a uh, half a million or a million, but that's what he left with three hundred thousand.
2: I ain't got okay. the heart for that one. Thank you, brother.
5: You know what That's the worst part. is? When you're at the table with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing and they mess up the game oh, for I everybody else at the table. Oh, I my hate God. that so
2: much. People like, no, it doesn't
5: matter. Yes, it does matter. It does matter. You got to get up and walk away. Like, I can't be at this table all with this person. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story, guys? You got to play to win. Nope. Put that,
2: keep that <laughs> money in your pocket and invest it. <laughs> you got to
5: be in it to win it, baby.
2: Stock market is doing okay now. Real estate is great right now. That's there's, all a gamble. There's a zillion and one things you can do. <laughs> Don't listen to ye. Nope. And if you don't know how to play, don't sit at my table. And I hate when you guys come at my table smoking cigarettes. Man, you save your goddamn you don't money, take... man. Somebody got time to be Make gambling. Make that money.
5: Make that
2: money. My goodness. We got rumors on the way.
5: Yes, and we are going to talk about Meek Mill. He says he has apologized privately to Vanessa Bryant. But first, this happened online. We'll tell you what went down.
2: All right, we'll get into it. Next is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Well, morning, everybody. It's <laughs> DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy? We are the Breakfast Club. Is Bobby Schmurter home yet? Somebody give us some updates. Good morning, Mama Schmurter. <sighs> Are you
0: asking rhetorical questions or are you asking questions that you may or may not really know the answer to?
2: No, I don't know the answer. That's what I'm asking. Trust
0: me when Bobby Smurda's home, everybody'll know. Mm. It'll go it'll be on
2: Instagram. Okay? Mm. Follow DJ Academics.
0: Yeah, academics <laughs> let right? us know. Follow shade room. You'll see it. I'm okay. sure. All right.
2: All right. All right. All right. Yeah, you you back
5: here? Yes, I'm here. It's gonna be a celebration in Brooklyn when Bobby Smurda gets home this morning. I mean or this bro- afternoon or whenever it happens. Mm. I
0: mean, let's be clear, based off the, 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 the laws. Of hip hop, right? The laws are discreet. Mm-hmm. If snitches get stitches and snitches get, you know, banished and yada yada yada, right? Shouldn't somebody who held it down get celebrated? Absolutely. 100%. And I think he will.
2: I think he will. I think a lot of artists saying they're gonna uh, make sure they take care of I know Quavo said he's picking him up. I know Thugger Thugger said he got something and got a bag for
0: him. Young Thug actually he posted me when I said that before, and he said, "Um, he, Charlamagne finally said something right." <laughs>
2: That's what he said. You guys came a long way. Who? You and thug i've never met young thug in my life well you said he was going to torture you one time and tie you up at one time but then he yeah and then
5: didn't you guys speak and he said he wanted to come on the show
2: no i never spoke, to never him. spoke. He did, I never spoke he did he wanted to come on the show yeah mm-hmm. yeah but you guys came a long way the From... torture torture to... that was cool that was a good time
0: that was a good time what was that 2016. yeah
4: 2016. Mm-hmm. yeah he really charlemagne
0: went. we're gonna tie you up and torture you boy <laughs> You've
2: heard that before huh? Shut up All right
6: All I don't even know how to hold time, <laughs> <laughs> to hold
2: time. <laughs> My goodness Don't right. threaten me, right? We got rumors coming up
5: <laughs> Yes, and we'll be discussing a new podcast that Barack Obama's doing It feels like an unlikely pairing
2: All right, we'll get to it next It's the Breakfast Club Good Morning It's time, time,
6: time. WWPRFL One
1: New York.
5: Alright, well we're Vanessa Bryant was on Instagram best. and calling out Meek Mill over the line that she had an issue with. People thought it was disrespectful to Kobe Bryant. Here's the line.
2: And if I ever let like, am going out with my child, it be another Kobe.
5: All right, and we had a whole discussion about this up here on The Breakfast Club. I said, Mm -hmm. I'm sure Vanessa Bryant, has, she's been very vocal about how she feels about people even posting tributes to Kobe Bryant at this time, so it did feel insensitive because she's been vocal about it. She has her daughters, you know, who also are seeing all this, and I'm sure they're aware and listen to Meek Mill, so she posted, Dear Meek Mill, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful, period. I am not familiar with your music, but I believe you can do better than this. If you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband, this lacks respect and tact. And that's how she felt about it.
0: Well, nothing to say if Vanessa is offended. If Vanessa is offended, only thing you could do is apologize if you meet Mill, right? Mm-hmm.
5: Right. So then, I don't know if this was just bad timing, but he posted on Twitter, I'm going back savage in this ish. F your feelings. I don't think we are on the same signal, y'all. I don't see what y'all see. I be looking at the net laughing like I did what? I say random ish all day on social. It becomes a trend to hate on me every once in a while. But I feed off that ish. I'm a beast, literally. I'm going to stay on this 100M chase to feed the kids. I'm going to dip from the crowd and stay in the VIP and then he said I apologized to her in private earlier today not to the public nothing I say on my page directed to an internet viral moment or the family of a grieving woman if you care about someone grieving change the subject now that's
0: a long ass tweet first of all it was a few different tweets no it was a few different ones well let's go back to what you said initially so after Vanessa tweeted that he tweeted out I'm going back savage mode F your feelings yeah but we don't know if that was necessarily towards hit Homer that Simpson. hit Homer Simpson uh, uh, Come we on, we don't know <laughs> if that was necessarily hit Homer Simpson hit <laughs> home towards come that <laughs> come on Meek come on I refuse to believe Meek is that clueless. he might not have seen that at the time he might have been still yeah, going yeah, at 6'9 I gotta shoot Meek some bell Meek's emotional IQ gotta be way higher than that I refuse to believe he saw what Vanessa Bryant said no way and then tweeted that I don't, I don't believe that it can't even be a possibility you know how some comics got great <laughs> comedic timing mm-hmm. Meek is the opposite Opposite of that, <laughs> Meek just pops in at the wrong time, and we end up laughing at him instead of,
2: you know. Yeah, that was towards like six nine and some other street stuff. That there was. I, no I refuse. Yeah, yeah, no way. I, I refused. Refused. Not me. I no.
5: But I do feel in this particular situation, Vanessa Bryant's been very vocal, even saying, "I don't want." Please don't post anything from the accident. Even not wanting anybody from the NBA to do tributes uh, this year, just because she said it just hurts too much. So I kind of feel like mentioning his name, we should know that's gonna not be good either yeah right we knew it was gonna song.
2: come we knew it was gonna hurt uh, hurt our feelings i'm sure but you know all, so many rappers have, have done things like that before and, and they play wordplay and, and and it, it sounds dope because they think it's wordplay but then they don't they don't th- realize I, who they affect who think, they hurt.
0: i think we're also forgetting one important thing what's that the song wasn't supposed to come out and meek did record the song and i, I have it on very reliable sources mm-hmm. that he was told don't put the record out the record wasn't supposed to come out it was leaked so let's be let's be clear on that too as well. Right. Mm-hmm.
5: I would have probably just said that then. And I also feel like, you know, publicly people heard this and it it made the rounds. So why not just say I want to apologize? The song wasn't supposed to come out.
2: Well, I thought he did say it was leaked, I, I just think that's I mean. a
5: simple that's just a simple yeah, I, thought, yeah, he did say that. I thought he did yeah, say, he did it,
2: was say it was leaked I, did, I think he did say it was leaked All
5: right, now Barack Obama is doing a podcast with Bruce Springsteen. That's a Spotify-exclusive original podcast that feels like a weird pairing to me, but it's called Renegades, Born in the USA. It's an eight-episode podcast, and here is the trailer.
6: On the surface, Bruce and I don't have a lot in common. He's a white guy from a small town in Jersey. I'm a black guy of mixed race, born in Hawaii. He's a rock and roll icon. I'm not as cool. In our own ways, Bruce and I have been on parallel journeys, looking for a way to connect our own individual searches for meaning, truth, then community with the larger story of America. And over the course of a few days, all just a few
2: miles from where he grew up, we talked it doesn't excite me. I'm just not sold. Not you sold. Guys. Just sorry, guys. Ex- not sold. <laughs> it's not sold. I thought it was just me. It's just not exciting. Just simply not sold. Not
0: for me. The Boston Barack. Nah. <laughs> not sold. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, not for Maybe me. Maybe I'm hating. It's well, not sold.
5: They'll be talking about their hometowns, their role models, modern manhood, and the divided state of America today, how we can all move forward together. Now, they did have a stream on event yesterday. So other news from that, they announced a multi-year um deal with the creators of Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame so they'll be doing that uh, they also launched a podcast from Ava DuVernay focused on social change and cases of police brutality uh, a few different things that they announced now, on I'll that. Also, like we said earlier they're also testing the ability for podcasters to earn revenue through paid subscriptions for fan only content on the platform
4: Now
0: that that, that Marvel stuff you mentioned and uh, I know you said Ava's doing like a documentary stuff like that I'll pay for I'll pay for like Scripted audio content. You know what I mean? Stuff that's that, that's like movies and TV shows, things of that nature. But just regular podcasts? No.
5: They also did a Warner Brothers DC deal for original ca- uh, podcasts that'll include stories about characters like Superman, Lois Lane, Wonder Woman, Joker, Catwoman, the Riddler, Batgirl, Harley Quinn. <laughs> I would never DC? pay.
0: DC's trash. I'm a Marvel guy. But Who's I would DC? pay for Marvel. What is DC? Everybody that you just named. Yeah. I might pay for Joker and Harley Quinn. I like Joker and Harley Quinn.
5: All right, Lionel Richie has a new bet. Well, not new. He's been dating this girl since 2014, but they were trending yesterday. And the reason why, his girlfriend, Lisa Parigi, like I said, they've been dating uh, for seven years now. She's 30 years old, and he is 71 years old. So yeah, people right. were reacting so she was to their nearly... Mm.
2: When he was, mm-hmm. what, 65, somewhere around there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there Lionel. you have it. Ain't no
0: all night long when you're 70-something years old and your girlfriend's <laughs> yeah. Ain't no all night long. <laughs> Jeez.
2: Jeez. Jesus Christ You're gonna need some, some blue chews Some gas Bluetooth, station pills bag Levitra <laughs> Whatever that thing's called Prayer Sheesh <laughs> <Jeez. Jeez>.
0: Right <laughs> Right cat daddy A lot of women Like Lionel Richie though
2: Yeah Yeah Oh really Yeah A lot of women love Lionel Richie I don't <laughs> know I mean I don't know, know. They call t- him t- <laughs> cat daddy
5: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> They do
2: so I guess he I didn't, understands. I had no
5: idea. I didn't know.
2: So I guess he understands because his his daughter was what 19, dating a <laughs> 35 year old. So I guess it, it makes sense. He understands. He's, he's cool with it.
0: 70 and 30 is crazy. It ain't even crazy for him though. It's just like I'm looking at her like, why you want this 70 year old man? Why you hating? <laughs> I don't know about that. Wow. Why
5: can't?
0: <laughs> I know, like, I'm not going to oh, be 71. Oh, Who not. knows what's going to happen in life?
5: they be dancing oh, on the Lord. ceiling. Yeah, that's right. Drop
0: on the clues bomb for Lionel Richie. Maybe a
5: lot.
0: Y'all know his knees are going to be hurt. They ain't going to be dancing on the ceiling. First of all, he ain't got no business on his knees. It should be all back action for Lionel Richie. Okay? All Lino right, well. He should be laying well. on his back the whole time. be on some women's apartment. You take control. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You, that's what you do.
5: <laughs> that is your rumor report.
0: Wow. All
2: right, of Richie. I ain't mad at him, though. All right. All right, who's your old ass giving a donkey to?
0: Um Oh, <laughs>
2: Eric Spencer. Eric
0: Spencer needs to come to the front of the congregation. I like to have a word with him. I did take an edible last night, but it was only because I couldn't sleep, but I think I took it way too late. What time did you take it? Man, for me it was late. It was like nine thirty. That's too late. Yeah, that was too late. That's bro. too late. That's why you've been a little giddy all morning long. Cause I fell asleep.
2: Touchy feeling. I don't <laughs> know what's wrong with you this morning. But I, right. I ain't touch you. No, you touched dramas But all that's right. a get the days up next. It's the breakfast local morning. <laughs> time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, ask Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey, key okay. home, Donkey of the Day. The practice club,
0: bitches.
3: Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one.
0: Yes, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, February 23rd, goes to 29-year-old Eric Spencer of Brooklyn, New York. Okay, let me tell you something. I am convinced, totally sold. On the fact that humans of a certain demographic have no idea between what's criminal and what's not criminal. And it's all social media's fault. Social media has created such a false sense of reality. It's such a virtual world where feelings are facts. Forget what actually is. It's all about how a person feels. So if a person feels like they want to let everyone know about something illegal they did, they just do it because... They feel like it. (laughs) You know? It's no consequences to their actions. And why and, and why why should they, you know, feel like there's consequences to their actions? Social media every day is like the wild, wild west. There's so much criminal activity happening on social media that I could easily see why people would think it's okay to show the things that they do. Okay, but guys and gals, newsflash. The FBI uses social media for investigations. Okay, they absolutely use social media posts to help identify and track down suspects. Yes. You can't be online with a bunch of drugs. You can't be online waving guns and threatening people. Trust me, the FBI, Facebook, and Instagram are just sitting around plotting on your dumb ass. And that's what happened with Eric Spencer. Do Y'all remember weeks ago when you saw a bunch of brothers robbing a Soho um, Soho channel store? What's it called? Chanel, you Yeah, ass. there you go. Soho channel. <laughs> yeah, but remember when they did that in broad daylight? Yes. Now, if you're like me and you see the word Chanel and it translates to channel, then you act in your wage. See, I don't go chasing uh, Chanel. I stick to the Puma sweatsuits and Goodfella T-shirts from Target that I'm used to. So when I saw this crime, not only did I think it was just ridiculous that they were doing this in broad daylight, I said to myself, who they selling this stuff to? At a time like this, during this pandemic, you're going to steal channel bags and then take them around people who don't have any disposable income to buy them? I don't get it. But it's not for me to understand because I'm not a criminal. But Eric Spencer was indeed one of those guys in that channel store. What's it called? Chanel! Yeah. Well, Uncle Charlotte, how did he get caught? Hmm. I
1: wonder. Let's go to ABC7 New York for the report, please. Bring the leader of a brazen robbery at the Chanel store in Soho in Manhattan earlier this month has been arrested in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Prosecutors say 29-year-old Eric Spencer of Brooklyn, one of four men who burst into the store while it was open on February 2nd, grabbed nearly $190,000 worth of goods. Spencer allegedly brandished a gun during the heist. Prosecutors say the next day he bragged on social media that he could open a small boutique with what was stolen. Three other suspects still on the loose.
0: $190,000 worth of channel products. Chanel. You couldn't help yourself, huh, Eric? You know it's interesting. Even if there is no code in the streets anymore, and nobody is teaching these kids how to move, what happened to learning from movies? Like you can watch American Gangster one time, once, and realize why Frank Lucas shouldn't have wore that floor-length chinchilla coat, that fur coat, and that fur hat. Okay, it cost him his whole operation. Kids, if you don't have O.G.s around, you know who telling you who are telling you not to bring that kind of attention to yourself. Then listen to the movies. Denzel watched in American Gangster. Listen what is that you got on what's what man what you got on very 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 nice suit that's a very 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 (laughs) nice suit that's a clown suit that's a a costume with a big sign on it that says arrest me you understand you're too loud you're making too much noise look at me the loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room i told you that y'all dying for attention getting arrested for attention what about fellas? The guy did a big score. All they had to do was lay low. De Niro told him, don't buy anything. Listen. Listen, I can to go buy anything
1: for a while. A it's a, a wedding gift. It's for my mother. It's under her name. I just got mad. You stupid. We got a million bulls out there. Everybody's watching us. And you get a car. They're telling me I'm under excited. What are you getting excited for? What am I get excited about? Because you're going to get us all
6: pinched. That's why. What are you, stupid? Huh? I'm sorry. What did I tell you? I what did I tell you? You don't buy anything, you hear me? Don't buy anything.
0: Basically, what both those fictional gangsters are saying is attention is the worst drug known to man and social media is your drug of choice. Now, let's update all of that for this era. What Eric Spencer did, damn, I started to say the equivalent of wearing the fur coat front row to the fight, you know, I I started to say it's the equivalent of buying something after hitting a big illegal lick, but in fact, it's worse because cops can only assume you was doing something you had no business doing when you you know, looked the part, when you looked Rich, but when you actually on social media with the items, you stole from the channel store and you online saying, and I quote, so many double C items that he could open a small boutique. Now, what does that mean? Rich Negro Envy? What does double C mean? What? That's the logo. Chanel logo. CC. Two C. I I thought CC I thought that when you get when you get ass shots. CC Never mind. Listen, man, what? as much as I hate to see black men getting locked up, it's like y'all really be earning your charges. Okay, In life, you get what you deserve, and you get it because you deserve it. And the fact that Eric has 32 prior arrests, including 15 felonies, I don't think he will be seeing freedom anytime soon. And it's his fault. Okay, I don't even know what to tell you youngins anymore. Because you don't know the difference between right and wrong. You don't know the difference between good and evil. You don't know the difference between crime or no crime. I would say this is a teachable moment, but y'all ain't going to learn. Niggas going to nig. Please give Eric Spencer the biggest he-haw. <laughs>
2: And it's Coco, she knows that's the CC. Um I'm gonna tell you what happened. I didn't hear the end of it. Can we play guess what race it is? You know good and well. <laughs> we <laughs> okay? All right. Listen, I'm gonna tell you something though. The reason
0: this dude got caught is because Envy didn't do 12 days of Christmas this year. If Envy would have did 12 days of Christmas this year with <laughs> Gia, he'd have bought all them channel bags. <laughs>
2: and they shut down.
0: <laughs> he'd have bought all them hot channel bags. Okay. All right. But I don't I
2: don't buy stolen property. Anymore, right? No anymore. I don't buy stolen property anymore. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you said the anymore. No, seriously. <laughs> Why I'm not, not though? Uh, bad karma. <laughs> True. Bad karma. True. I feel like if I buy something stolen, then you know you open up the nah, gates for somebody to come and rob me. That's a good Power. point. So I don't I'm buy t- anything stolen. But if it's stolen from a
0: store, now if it's stolen from a person. That's different. But if it's stolen from a store, brand new some, tags. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's a little different. What's the difference?
4: Well, who's who's coming? The store's
2: still losing? I don't own the store. I don't own a store. I don't have to worry about that kind of karma, babe. If you're listening, he got a point. <laughs> <laughs> babe, if you're for listening, real. he got a point because if it don't come from a person and it come from a store, yes. store got insurance. That's what I'm saying. They gonna come be in, right. and and that bag probably only costs 200 to make and they sell it for 5,000. Now listen, babe. If you're listening, he got a point. I'm babe. not
0: encouraging stealing at all. We're just having a hypothetical hood conversation <laughs> about if you buy stolen goods. Okay, if you buy stolen goods, if you buy them from somebody that stole from an actual person. I think that's bad karma. If they stole from a store, yeah, I don't own a store.
2: It's yeah. Yeah, low. Okay, you getting numb yeah, thinking uh, about that sale. Cause it sounded good now. <laughs> it sounded good now. How many? How many other people ran up in that that channel store? Charlemagne would say it was Let three other people.
0: You want to go to the channel store right now? You <laughs> want? You want that uh, that
2: herpes discount? What's it called? Not herpes. It's herpes, man. Yeah, there you go. Nah, we don't buy no stolen products, man. Not, not right. No and
5: despite the pandemic, by the way, I was reading about how Hermes bags are still those Birkin bags are still flying.
2: Yes. During this time, who would know to call that Hermes? I see that and I see Herms. It's Hermes. Just the name of it. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next, uh we have Malcolm X's daughter joining us. Mm-hmm. Her name is I know I'm gonna pronounce this name so wrong. Uh oh, yeah, Eliasa. Shabazz. She'll be we'll be talking to her next. She has a new book, out so We're gonna talk to her when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club.
0: Well, good morning. How are you today?
4: pretty good how about
0: you Blessed black and highly favored every every time i see you you glowing like just just glowing just aura on a thousand
4: okay well maybe that's living right yeah there you go
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely
5: well we obviously are here today to talk about your young adult novel the awakening of malcolm x and there's been a lot of new developments also just you know as of late i saw this letter that was released from Ray Wood, the uh, officer, FBI agent that went undercover that actually framed and was responsible for Malcolm X working in conjunction to get him assassinated. So what, is, what were your thoughts when you saw that?
4: Well, uh, Angela, I can say that I'm just as curious as you are uncovering the truth. We always wanted to know what the truth was surrounding my father's um, assassination. We know that right. he posed a you know, great danger And so it's, you know, we're, we're just as curious as you are to uncovering the truth. Absolutely. You know, I I It must
5: still be difficult to hear all these things coming up too, because that's your dad, you know, for a lot of us, he's a hero and he's such a, a great figure to us, but for you, that's your father. So I know it's not easy to have to hear these things coming back up over and over again.
4: Well, I think whatever you do in the dark always comes to light and, you know, immediately I th- think of my mother. And I think you know, of this woman who um, had her home firebombed on the evening of Valentine's Day as she lay asleep with her husband, that a bomb would be thrown into the nursery where her babies, where uh, my sisters and I slept. And then that a week later, she would witness the horrific assassination of her husband. And in spite of all of those challenges, you know, she raised her six daughters with just so much love in a, in a very small bubble um, and made sure that we understood uh, who our father was, who her husband was, so that we didn't grow up feeling that our father left us, but we knew that he loved us and um, would be proud of any kinds of accomplishments. Uh, we were making and if we didn't do um, something right, she would say your father would be be disappointed. So, you know, I always take my hat off to this woman. She continually gave and she instilled the values that just as one must drink water, one must give back. And, you know, so for my mother, a young woman in her 20s um, to experience that, um, for me, you know, that is probably the most difficult part. And and so, yes, we are very uh, curious and definitely want to uncover the truth.
2: And I was reading that you were saying that, um, that you were saying that your mom didn't really speak much about the things that he did. And you had to get a lot of that knowledge from his autobiography. Is that true?
4: My mother focused on instilling love and uh, making sure our identity was intact so that when we would leave, uh, her, you know, under her wing, that we would be able to navigate through society's, um, injustices and so we didn't learn about the icon malcolm x because then you had to introduce hate Mm -hmm. and if my mother was you know a witness to the brutality um the surveillance you know all the challenges that her husband and and she endured uh certainly she wanted to protect her babies and 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 of course even to witness his assassination you know there's a picture of my mother she was a registered nurse at the time with my father, with all these bullet holes in his chest, and she's undoing his tie, you know, to help. I could only imagine how traumatic that had to have been. So my mother focused on love, um, kindness, joy, all the things that my father uh, wanted for um, any oppressed people to, to have. You know, the opportunity to know that they're worthy of love, self-love, and you know, respect for for our humanity.
0: You know, Queen Queen Elyasha, you know, um, on on the, on the anniversary of his death, how, how, how do you feel? How, how, do, how, do, how do you mourn?
4: Well, you know, it's not really easy, but, you know, I continue in the tradition of what my mother always did. And my mother always had, you know, we, we always had a uh, memorial celebration. It was a celebration of life for our father. And it was at uh, Abyssinian Baptist Church for a very long time and um then you know now we have it at the shabbat center so you know we continue in that tradition and uh fortunately because of this uh pandemic and virtual uh programming we had people from all around uh the world and and so that's you know a great opportunity to fellowship in that way
0: you know, you know i love the idea of a young adult novel the awakening of malcolm x which is which is spotlighting Malcolm's- Formative adolescent years in prison because I think it's very important to really dive into that 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 whole process of who Malcolm was Because I often say this generation wouldn't let Malcolm little become Malcolm X because of this whole cancel culture thing So what can this generation learn from your father's adolescent years in prison?
4: Well, first of all that, you know, I wanted to make sure that my father's story was accurate Mm -hmm. that his father was the chapter president of the Marcus Garvey movement, the Universal Negro Improvement Association in the 1920s, which commanded millions of followers worldwide, that his mother was the recording secretary for this organization and that his family was targeted and that his father was lynched by the, uh, a white, the Black Legion, which was a splintered group from the KKK and that his mother was put into an institution. His father purchased land that was reserved for whites only during the height of Jim Crow. Mm. And once they lynched his father and put his mother away and separated Malcolm and his siblings, they took the land. And so Malcolm, as a youth, was running from his identity running from the pains that he experienced during Jim Crow. And when he finally was arrested, his family had the opportunity to encourage him to read again. And 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 one of the things we discover is that Malcolm was always bright, smart. All of these values that we see in Malcolm was mostly because of the foundation that his parents and family provided. And so it speaks to the importance of of us smart, forward-thinking adults, to be the village for our children when we know they're in pain, when we know um, that their identity is, you know, questionable. And so while in jail, my father continued to read. He studied the dictionary, not so he can learn how to write. He studied the dictionary because he was a star debater on the debating team of the prison that debated against Ivy League schools. And um, he studied, so he could understand the etymology, the root of words, because he always wanted to be prepared. And um, you know, there are so many um, interesting things about uh, the awakening of Malcolm X. I had the opportunity to work with uh, Tiffany D. Jackson, who is a phenomenal young adult novelist. And um, you know, we wanted to focus on the humanity of inmates. We know there are approximately 3 million people in our nation's prisons today, but do we know that the United States spent 81 billion taxpayer dollars on correction facilities, not education, That after school programs, went mm-hmm. on correction facilities. Mm-hmm. And that since 1970, the incarcerated population has increased by 700%. And this is what's happening to our children. And so each of us has to ask ourselves, are we going to be a part of the problem? By doing nothing and pretending that we don't understand these things, or are we going to be a part of the solution by rolling up our sleeves and demanding change?
2: All right, we have more with Ilyasa Shabazz when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still talking with Malcolm X's daughter, Ilyasa Shabazz. Charlamagne,
0: you know, even though the book is historical fiction, do you see parallels to today's current events?
4: Absolutely. And, and that was really the purpose of this book because, um, you know, the same systemic issues are here, the same, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all, it, nothing has changed and it's not going to change until we do something. You know, we have to learn to control our own narrative and we can't sit back and just think that someone's going to do something for us. My father said only a fool would sit back and allow his enemy to teach his children. If we want change, we have to be willing to do the work ourselves. And I think that now there is a multiracial movement that's driving our nation towards a more civilized space because of our young people. That a synthetic identity is being born, our society, is moving forward, and bigotry and all its ugly hate is losing, and a new era has yet to define itself. And and so we have to, you know, surmise that cheaters lose, character wins, moral character wins, and that should be a lesson for our young people.
2: Mm. What would you advise people to say, because you, you, we talk about change, but, you know, Donald Trump's in office, Joe Biden in office, do, do we see him helping us, and we say we have to do for ourselves. So what would you consider us to do for ourselves?
4: You know, we have to get our collective leaders together. There's not just one leader, but coming together, organizing, strategizing. Uh, we see all these dynamic young people. I mean, I've I watched Angela Rye mm-hmm. and uh, Brittany Packnett and many of the Congressional Black Caucus members. I think that it's important for us to come together in this collective leadership and, and organize amongst ourselves to figure out what our strategies are, and that's you know a lot of what my father did in the 1950s when young people were marching, protesting, demonstrating. My father came along and said, "Look, we demand our human rights as your brother. We demand our human rights ordained by God." He was willing to do the work, mm-hmm. and look, we all uh, organized uh, to do so. And so, it's important for us to first make sure that we understand. You know these assassinate all of these different divisive tactics you know that have continually happened and ensure that they don't happen again that if there are 8 billion 600 million people in the world and 80 percent of us are people of color we should be able to come together and figure out how we can get this boot off our necks
0: that's right what does by any means necessary mean to you because i think a lot of times when people hear that phrase they automatically think wake up with violence on the mind like you know what i mean what does that mean to you
4: by any means necessary means that again if we're talking about collective leadership then we have to know that we are worthy of self-love that we are worthy of a quality education that we are worthy to participate in mainstream society and so it means that we have to invest in ourselves just as my father did my father read everything that you could imagine and and he refused to allow anyone to pigeonhole him. And, and, you know, and so I would say the same thing for us, that we have to be diligent with the same kinds of, um, you know, the same kinds of examples.
0: You know, I want I got a couple more questions before we go, but, um, you, you know, you mentioned a couple of our strongest voices earlier. You mentioned uh, Brittany Packett and Angela Rye. Mm-hmm. I wonder why it feels like the sisters are on the front lines and more vocal than the brothers. I would throw Tamika Mallory in there as well. like why why do you why why do you think that is right now?
4: Um, well, I think this has been something you know this has been historical. you know, the black woman, you know, we look at you know the just like you said, the women that you mentioned or even uh, Stacey Abrams who yes. delivered you know almost a million votes to, to help us win you know, have this democratic uh, victory just think who would be in office right now. But I think it's important to understand that black power is not exclusionary. It simply says that we we are going to be at this table. And and that is something that we can't forget. My father said that a society is measured by the progress of its women. When you teach a, 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 a young man, you teach a community, but when you teach a woman, you raise a nation. A nation. Yeah. And, and I think that, that we have seen such evidence of that
0: absolutely um i do want to talk to you about chapter four too though because like you know you 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 use one of his quotes with a common goal of 22 million african americans is respect as human beings and we can never get civil rights in america until our human rights are first restored you know when when, when you read that quote how how do you think he would view that 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 goal in 20 21, because I, I, I always say that now, like we fighting for civil liberties, but they don't even respect us as humans.
4: Well, that's right. And that is one of the reasons why he was assassinated. Uh, you know, he internationalized first the struggle for black people worldwide, because remember, in the 1950s, we didn't even know that we were, you know, of the African diaspora. We didn't know that blacks in the Philippines, blacks in Australia, blacks in China, blacks in the americas blacks on the continent we didn't even know we were all experiencing the same oppression so he internationalized that struggle for us so we understood that we came from africa we have a land base and then introducing a human rights agenda to the civil rights movement so that we could take you know be strategic about this and take this you know to the supreme uh, to the uh, United Nations Supreme Court and challenge those for violating our human rights. Yes, I think that is extremely important. And when we look at the Constitution, when we when we look at all of these um, documents that were uh, created, you know, we'll see that you know we weren't included as as human beings; that we were we were just property. And so we have to uh, correct history. And again, that is addressing our education curriculum. And, uh, you know, yeah.
0: Well, the Awakening of Malcolm X, a novel is out right now by Ilyasha Shabazz. Mm-hmm.
5: Yes, amazing read, though. I really did enjoy reading that. I was like, um, I think for a, a lot of uh, kids in school or even like somebody my age, you know, it was, an, it was a great read, so.
4: And listen, you know, every time I hear myself on the radio or, or doing some kind of interview, I sound like I'm so, I'm, I'm just being so passionate and in retrospect, I always say that I want to, you know, tone it down, but it's difficult to tone it down when we look at these, you know, horrific conditions that we are forced to live. And I just hope that all of our young people, you know, remain strong, remain focused, that you, Don't look at these or don't fall for these divisive tactics, because at the end of the day, they you know, they are just that they're divisive and they prevent us from accomplishing our goals. And it is extremely important with all of those uh, great people that we have, all those shoulders that we stand upon, that we are able, you know, to to win.
2: That's right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for joining us so much, man. And we appreciate you and, and everything that you're doing and pick up her book right now. And thank you.
4: Thank you so much. Thank
2: you very much. The Y'all Breakfast Club. The breakfast. Ah, ah, ah. Let's get to the rumors. What? Somebody's home. Listen up. It's just in.
1: All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee.
5: It's the rumor report. The
1: Breakfast Club.
5: What are you doing, Envy? Ah, um, ah, ah. <laughs> Bobby Schmerder is officially out of jail. I know there were a lot of false alarms for months and people were saying he was about to get out and we were like, okay, let's wait till he's really home. But he is officially out of jail. So congratulations to Bobby Schmurter. Everybody's excited. We've seen the footage of them in the private jet going and then we saw him on FaceTime. So now he's out of jail.
0: Happy for that, brother. And I hope he gets rewarded for him doing what they say people should do in that situation. He didn't He didn't snitch. Nope. Right? He did his time like a G. So I want to see how uh, hip-hop street culture rewards him for that.
2: I wonder if he's still signed to Epic Records or did they release him when he got locked up? Because I'm sure whoever, when he gets home, he's going to have a big bag. Some label's going to be offering him a lot of money to do a deal. And, and I hope he gets all that money.
5: 100%. All right. Alright, well welcome home, Bobby Schmurda. Now let's talk about this high school football player. He was uh, talking trash to Cam Newton. That video went viral.
2: You're a free agent, Rich. You're a free agent, you to be poor. I'm rich,
0: you're about to be poor. I'm rich, you're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're a free agent. You're a free agent. I'm rich. your daddy? Right.
3: Is? Let, free Let me talk to your bruise. dad. Let me talk to your dad.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you mean. That? It wasn't funny. It was That's hilarious. Not funny.
2: That's not funny. It man.
0: was hilarious. That's not funny.
2: Okay. You had that, that man's camp, man. That man put on a camp to teach you young men how to play football and, and to better yourselves. And you talking about, you about to be broke. I felt sorry for Cam because I was that child. Okay. That,
0: oh, that, and, was that, that and the child still exists within me. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care who you are. You're going to get these bars. Okay. And Cam hit him with the wrong comeback. That rich, I'm rich bit. That don't work on a human who's securing himself. At all, he went the right route. Where's your daddy at? Now I'm a but, but. what if I ain't got no daddy? You trying to play me? You know what I'm saying? Well, That's why a young boy turned,
5: turned up. That football player on did <laughs> right? apologize. You know I ain't got no damn
2: daddy, your uncle. I don't know. The
5: Seth Owens apologized. He said, first and foremost, I want to express my deepest apologies to Cam Newton, my entire organization, my coaches for my actions at the tournament this past weekend. I did not intend for it to get as far as it did. First, I would like to start off by saying my parents never taught me to be." Pee- pee- disrespectful to people. As a football player, I let my competitive side get the best of me, and it was a huge miscommunication. So he said that he uh, realizes a lot of people took it as disrespect. I never meant to humiliate and let anyone down. And he said he's very appreciative for even being allowed to be a part of that community. What
0: Cam should have said to him was, look, young king, you're here at my camp because you want to be in the positions that I've been in. Yes, I'm a free agent now, but don't forget I I forgot more than you've ever learned. Okay, I'm a Heisman Trophy winner. I got a national championship. I was the number one pick. I won an MVP in the NFL and I went to a Super Bowl on top of all that I'm rich you're here because you want to accomplish a quarter of what I have but you're about to be unsigned now but you're about to be unsigned now that don't take away nothing I've
5: done you ain't got no team now that
0: don't take away nothing I've done why y'all pretending to argue like that and you're here because you want to accomplish a quarter of what I have and guess what you will if you shut the F up
2: and listen but watch the videotape you see how nice I get
5: Oh, and here's a, a update. Um, yes, Bobby Smurda is still signed to Epic. They are yes. So Sylvia, Epic Tracy, they're all there. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> wow, Epic's listening. Good morning, Epic. Good
5: morning, Bobby. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Sylvia. Good morning, Bobby Smurda.
2: Well, we, right. we shout out Epic
0: once we see how much how much bag they give uh, Bobby Smurda. You <laughs> What's know the, what the bag? When they Bobby, more when Bobby own... tell us it's okay. He yeah, got the bag. Then, then, then we we'll shout see him out. Epic. Okay. You know I love you, though, Tracy.
5: Well, at least they didn't drop him that whole time, right? It mm-hmm. happens, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they were supportive. Yeah, you hold on to it. It's like stock. You hold on <laughs> to <laughs> it. got to you bounce you back to That's all.
2: But welcome home, Bobby Schmurda
5: alright well that is your rumor report
2: alright thank you Miss Yee let me shout out to Earn Your Leisure again uh, last night I was on their podcast well not their podcast they do uh, what do they call it? The market Mondays
0: Street? Market Market Mondays Market. Mondays. Market Mondays, Mondays. where they talk mm-hmm. about
2: everything that happens in the stock market they bring up different people to talk about different things so Season and I uh, stopped by the yesterday to, to, to break down some real estate stuff and talk about this seminar that we're doing on the 14th in Atlanta and just to, just all the, the, the love that we got last night I want to say thank you to those brothers, and I love what those brothers are doing. So definitely check out their podcast.
0: You can listen to it on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Mm -hmm. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts.
2: All right, Now, uh, let's get to the mix. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. What are we doing today?
0: Man, I want to take the day to salute my partners you know what i'm saying my personal partners and business partners three brothers who i highly respect because i've really seen each one of them grow from the ground up they are truly making black history right now i'm talking about carlos miller I'm talking about Chico Bean. I'm talking about D.C. Young Fly, collectively known as the 85 South Show. Got to salute uh, Clayton English as well. Um, these brothers have amassed over 300-plus million views on YouTube independently, and they are a movement by themselves, but they are a force when they are together. They had Stunner for Vegas on the show this week, and he described them as this. This is like white people Ellen, bro. What? You mean to tell me this the hood Ellen, Ellen bro? Yeah. My mama used to watch Ellen. My mama watched The Trap.
6: <laughs> don't want to tell you.
0: <laughs> she watched 85 South.
6: But every week this I shit get really? better and better. It's like a soap opera. You don't know how deep The Trap Matrix goes.
0: That's right. The hood Ellen. All right. But... You know, uh, not only are they great to watch on YouTube, there is nothing like a 85 South show live, okay? Since it's Black History Month, let's throw to their ode to black women, black queens, titled Black Women of Magic.
5: The Breakfast Club presents a new Black History Month legend.
2: Black women are magic. We love you. They raise their kids Black women got the co cool under they wig. Black women are magic. They raise their kids Black women got the co cool under their We Come on. They magic. Black, black women is, is magic. magic. What are they magic. Black women is magic. What are they magic? Black
5: women is magic. And that was another new Black History Month legend, courtesy of The Breakfast Club.
2: Salute
0: to the 85 South Show, and make sure to download their podcast now on the Black Effect I Radio Podcast Network. Salute to the whole 85 South Show team. Chad, what's up, my brother?
2: All right. Now, when we come back, we got the positive note. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note?
0: Yes, I do have a positive note of the day. Uh, it comes from Booker T. Washington, okay? Booker T. Washington said, Success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has overcome while trying to succeed.
3: Breakfast Club, bitches! You y'all finished or y'all done?